Hi everyone, it's Carter. A quick disclaimer before the episode. Riley and I are teachers in the real world. That's not made up for the show. But one thing we do make up are students. Riley and I take our roles as public community members seriously and would never use the real names or personal experiences of students in our classes, past or present. As such, any student names you hear us say are made up on the spot, and stories about our classes are highly editorialized for entertainment. Also, we like to keep our show clean of inappropriate language or content, but we feel that the stories themselves should be read without censorship of language. A content warning will be in the show's description in case we need one. That's it. Enjoy the Fable Fellas. Hello and welcome to the Fable Tell. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. You can tell we've been doing this 33 times. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Fable, fellas, where fairy tales are told unfairly. I am still peeking out my microphone, and I am Carter. And I am Riley. I gotta sit way back over here, and I gotta remember that this is where I sit. This is All my right. place. This is my station. Hey, Riley. How Hi. are you? I'm good, Carter. How are you? Very good. Hey, listen, uh, sometimes it's fun to take a little trip down memory lane, revisit, revisit your past selves, open up a, open up a can of high school writing and hear another adventure of T.G. Wharf. Oh, yes. Yes. Ooh, I have been so excited to hear more about this, partially because all the writing you have shared with me about TG Warp has never actually been about TG Warp. The first one you ever showed me was Dr. Diviner. Then you showed me some yep. notes about it. We've never actually seen TG Warp in action here on the podcast. All right. Well, this is a... Uh, this this story was inspired by the idea... I was reading Good Omens at the time, which is a book by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, wherein the apocalypse is taken in a kind of funny direction. Uh, and one of the interesting aspects of, I think this is where I, I must have gotten the inspiration for this. One of the interesting aspects of, of that book is that the four horsemen of the apocalypse play a role only instead of the, uh, instead of pestilence, the horseman, uh, he's on, that horseman happens to be on vacation at the time of the apocalypse. So the, <laughs> okay. uh, so the embodiment of pollution t- steps in and fills that role. So instead of, so it's war, uh, famine, death and pollution. That definitely the- <laughs> feels like an updated set of horsemen for the more, for a more modern story. Yeah. So this story isn't really about the apocalypse, but but I did get I did get I think I did I must have drawn some inspiration because I was really into that book at the time. And so the name of this story is TG Warp Fights Pollution. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, you know, Einstein said that creativity is just knowing how to hide your sources, so this is so this is a, this is a great point. And my, oh man, I had so many opinions in high school. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, here yeah, we go, Carter. It's fine. We went through so many chapters of the Z Fighter. We we've we've established our high school brands. I will treat you with the same sort of fairness you treated me with during the Z Fighter years. Yeah, fair. I you can't be harder on on this than I will be on it. <laughs> it's just not possible. All right. <clears throat> Litter is one of those things that a person looks at and thinks, look at that stuff some person just threw on the ground. What kind of jerk would just leave it there and walk away? Someone should clean this up. So relatable. And then they just walk on by, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's exactly what I... Because that is just the folly of man. Then that person walks away. I was really tuned in. Shortly afterwards, another person comes along and thinks, look at that stuff some person just threw on the ground. And the chain just goes on and on. Most people who drive by factories just look at the towers belching out smoke and think, the government should really be doing something about this, and then they drive on. Lots of people want to stop pollution, but few people actually take action. I am one of those few. (laughs) Our story today features TG Warp doing community service at the local (laughs) park. Although I didn't fight the corporations or the litter bugs, (laughs) I fought the living embodiment of pollution. All right. He, seem- he seemed like a nice guy when I first ran into him downtown while I was looking for some place that might sell me potted plants in bulk. 
I mentioned okay. in a previous story. Is that just a non sequitur or? That it's 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 a callback actually to to a different story, and I've done, I don't know if I have, and I don't even remember the order I wrote these in. But the uh, since the conceit of my superhero is that every day I have some different power, um, I established in another story that I have a huge amount of potted plants that I every day TG Warp tries to figure out what his power is because he wakes up not knowing what it is he can do. So he tries out his power that he doesn't know yet on a potted plant. Yeah, on like a, a which I imagine was just sort of like yeah, kind of like a, a little sprout I, just to see what would happen. <laughs> I love that actually. That's a very fun, very unique way of you know trying to troubleshoot this situation he's in. <laughs> I suppose I should mention that my power for today was the ability to take on all the aspects of a frog, which was not a bad power. <laughs> <laughs> show, show don't tell <laughs> all the aspects of a frog all the aspects of a frog uh. <laughs> which was not a bad power finally though it has nothing to do with my urge for potted plants it started His like this urge for potted plants my urge I was on the five headed south to downtown when a teenage uh, teenage boy got on by Woodland Park Zoo. He was tall, thin, Whoa, and had Woodland long Park hair Zoo. and a little beard. I know that place. Yeah, that's a place from real life. <laughs> you can go there and see exactly where this might have happened. You can go there and look at a Komodo dragon. <laughs> he had a dirty hippie look, I suppose would be the best way to describe him. Ooh. Ooh. He had on a tie-dye shirt that had a few small holes in it and a pair of flared pants that had a bit more holes. <laughs> oh, Carter, I've seen you wear that exact outfit. Yeah, I, maybe I was angry at myself for some reason. <laughs> maybe this is what this is what gave me uh, permission to talk about somebody who looks like this in this way. Mm-hmm. Overall, he looked like a guy who I did not want to talk to. Oh, Carter. <laughs> I, You've come such a long way since then. I'm really proud of you, buddy. Listen. There was, no, was nothing good about my high school writing. <laughs> no, I no. I applaud Terrence for getting through this. Hold on. There were some there were some good ideas there. The potted plant thing, I like the potted plant thing. <laughs> Overall, uh, sorry. I looked down at my book and tried very hard to look uninteresting. He sat down on the seat across from me and looked out the window. I thought that my plan had worked, but just then he turned to me and spoke. His voice had a friendly tone to it, although his breath smelled horrible. You headed downtown? He asked me. Yeah, I said. Yeah, trying to I'm on a boring. bus. <laughs> what, what business What gave you it away? The fact that I'm <laughs> on this bus with you? Was a, uh, <laughs> oh, my life's just flashed here. Cringiest thing here. About to say. Uh-oh. What business you got there? Just muting a few friends. I lied. I lie to most people I don't know. It makes talking to them more interesting. Huh. I'm really sorry. Hmm. I lie to most people I don't know because it makes it interesting. More interesting. Now, Carter, why why do you think that TG Warp feels that way about talking to strangers? I don't know. It's a very unheroic thing to think and say. Yeah. Hmm. (laughs) TG Warp is a (laughs) is a complicated guy. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe he uh, wasn't supposed to be seen as entirely heroic, and he had to grow into the role. Like, stepping into the position. Maybe he's a Scott Pilgrim type. Poe, but he's nerficked. <laughs> That's cool, he replied. I myself am going downtown because there's going to be an oil spill on the freeway from one of the tankers, and I don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm? That's cool, I mumbled, wait. not really registering what he had just said. <laughs> what do you mean, wait? <laughs> what do we possibly need to wait for? Uh... <laughs> it, you know, from one of the tankers? You know how oil goes in some of the tankers yeah, on the you, freeway? Yeah, you know how we schedule the events on Facebook? <laughs> Everyone meets up for the oil spill later? Yeah, the oil spill from the tankers? Yeah, the oil spill from the tankers. Well, this this the was a clever way to imply that pollution, this guy knew something ahead of time, right? Like, he... He's gonna. He's being sinister, and mm-hmm. he's he's sort of he's signaling his sinister intent to do pollution. Yeah, to do pollute. <laughs> to, to do a pollute. To do a pollute because he doesn't give a hoot. 
Before we go forward, Carter, uh, I know that uh, T- we can stop right here no, if you want. No, <laughs> uh, I know that uh, TG Warp got his powers from some sort of lottery happening on Channel Zero. Do Correct. all the villains in this series get their powers from some sort of weird malevolent force? Like, is there a running byline for where people get their powers from? There's not a. I always. I think I, I I thought of it that just people got their powers in in all in, in strange sorts of places, very similar to any kind of superhero rogues gallery. They come from all over. It takes all sorts, you know. Okay, so a very Spider Man approach where things just kind of exactly. happen. Things just kind of happen. Some people are going to get bitten by a spider and get uh, radioactive spider. Some people are going to get hit by a lightning bolt while they're on the telephone line, which is literally how Electro gets his powers in the Spider Man series. <laughs> These things happen, and it's it's shocking they don't happen more often, frankly. That's cool. I mumbled, not really registering what he had just said. It was then that I noticed he had a handful of flies humming around his head. A hand- think- Wow, a handful is a lot of flies. I know, that's a good I can probably flies, fit, like, I can fit, like, nine, maybe ten flies in my hands. Do you think that's it? I mean, if I held them really tightly and wasn't caring for their safety, I bet I could get 50, 60 flies. Well, you know... Carter, I never even considered about not holding them for their safety. Maybe that says more about you than it does about me. Maybe there's a little bit of TG warp still within you, festering. Yeah, I've, I've really, I've, I've not come that far. <laughs> I think it was when we were entering downtown that I grasped what he had said before. I'm sorry, I said, but did you say something about an oil spill? <laughs> sure did, A bro. full 20 minutes passed between the last part of the conversation and that part. Yeah, I was trying to hey, be wait a minute. uninteresting. <laughs> what was it you said about the spill? Oh, nothing. I'm just going to watch it. If you know it's going to happen, why don't you try and stop it? Because I'm going to cause it. Mm. Come again. I said, Sorry? I'm going to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, come again. Uh, hippie man says what? <laughs> I said, I'm going to cause the oil truck to crash so the oil will spill out and hopefully some will make it to the water where it will kill some fish. Hmm. <laughs> that doesn't feel very ambitious. <laughs> Just some fish. Well, listen to what TG Warp has to say about this. <laughs> okay. This is, this, you know, I was really channeling that sort of Peter Parker wit in this next line where TG Warp says, that doesn't seem like a good idea. God, he is so in touch with people. Oh, he knows that well, oil spills aren't a good idea. He knows that lying to people is more interesting. He is such a... He is the embodiment of the American ideal. I cannot believe I've kept these. I can't believe we're lucky enough that you kept these. <clears throat> Well, I suppose it would seem like that to you, but I thrive on people's bad ideas, especially Americans and their big pollution spewing company. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Heck yeah, dude! You know, I said, I think I'm gonna try and put a stop to that. Wow. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Things just kinda happen to TG Warp. He's not particular. <laughs> he doesn't have a really strong opinions on anything. Really, he just goes through life. He reads a book and gets a potted plant and thinks, hey, maybe I should stop a pollution from happening. Ideally, he gets more than one potted plant at a time or else he would have to take <laughs> trips to downtown every day. So I said, uh, TG Warp says, I think I'm going to try to put a stop to that. Pollution says, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And then it goes, yeah, but you're not me. I told him boldly. <laughs> Dang, TG got- Warp, get him. <laughs> I got out my phone and dialed the police. <laughs> wow, he's so brave. 911, what is your emergency? I heard a voice say in my ear. Then I felt something in my ear. It was slimy, and I took away took my phone away from my head. My cell was covered in slime. No! Which then Terrence has helpfully crossed out the word slime because it's redundant and written in the word ooze. Terrence! Okay. No, it's right. it's a, it's a good suggestion, isn't it? I guess, but... <laughs> just just Pardon. ooze. <laughs> Pardon my language for a moment. Uh-oh. Um, what the hell? I said. Carter! I, I can't let you call the cops on me, he replied. 
Well, then I suppose I would have to stop you myself, I said. I've always wanted to say that. Ha- you have? It's not J- that impressive of a line. No, T.J. Warp has. No, 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 no. I get that. I get that T.J. Warp said that, but I need He's to know how incredible... I don't want... I don't need to ask any questions. I just need to note how incredibly unambitious that is for a superhero. I guess I'm going to stop you, said Batman. (laughs) I guess, after calling the police and not getting through to them, because you made my phone a little icky. (laughs) Like, he he didn't even hang up the phone. He didn't establish that the phone was hung up, but his phone was icky, so the conversation with the police officer is over. Well, yep, and time... And you think, honestly, if I have all the power... Sorry, if T.G. Warp has all the powers of a frog, a little bit of ooze would not be that bad. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he should have been oozing since he got up that morning, if that was his... He should look at the ooze on his phone and say, Fine, anyway, I'm going to continue this phone call. You're done, dude. You're done. You're canceled. I'm about, here, here's where my I attempt to be very clever with my writing and, and add some of that sort of Terry Pratchett wit. Just try it, he replied, and pulled the cord to request a stop. The bus stopped, and I got off first. When I got to the sidewalk, I turned and realized that he had remained on the bus. You dolt. (laughs) Why did he get off the bus? Before I could get back on, the doors closed, and as the bus pulled away, I saw him smiling through the window. Obviously, he did not know how fast buses go downtown at midday, so by walking briskly, I was able to keep up with his poorly chosen getaway vehicle. No, no, he does not get to say that Pollution Man didn't think it through when he got off the bus and didn't even check to see if the bad guy was also getting off the bus. DJ Warp is just a kid, man. Oh, and life is a nightmare. At the next stop, I got back on and noticed immediately that the bus had a horrible smell to it that must have been increasing slowly without me noticing it when I had first boarded. The bus was also covered in newspapers and empty soda cans that I had not noticed before. You know, pollution. (laughs) Come on, I said. That was really lame. Yeah. It would have worked if it wasn't for this bus and its slow-movingness, he replied. So, are we going to finish this or what? Might as well. I've never been much for a fair fight, and having random powers makes me look for openings whenever I can. And I knew an attack now would catch him off guard. I punched him. It was a good punch. Right in the face. (sighs) Carter. He staggered backwards, but instead of collapsing into the back seat, he sort of oozed through it, leaving a dripping hole where the back of the bus had been a moment ago. Edit from Terrence, I ra- slimed back. <laughs> slime. I ran through the hole knowing the slime would not hurt me. See, now I've got it. After all, I was like a frog, and slime is sort of my thing. Okay, TG. TG, come on. Oh man, I've done, I've done me, I've done me dirty. He was standing in the middle of the road. Slime was dripping off of him. <laughs> I just can't. I, <clears throat> I just can't. Carter, no, 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 no. You are going to, but I need to make a point first. You know how people say that if they had a time machine, they use it to go back in time and kill a baby Hitler or yeah. adult Hitler before he did bad things? Sure. I think I use it to go back in time and tell the younger version of my very close friend to spend some time uh, researching the definition of pollution. So he thought it was more than just newspapers, slime, and ooze. <laughs> no, it's that's all it is. That's still what it is. <sighs> this is this is you know this was the generation of kids who were told that global warming was a massive deal and very little other details about it or how we what, and then they told us the way that we'll stop global warming is by changing all of our light bulbs in our house and getting low flow shower heads and then they said and then when that when we all did that and that didn't work and the problem has only gotten worse we all had sort of existential panic attacks and now we're 30 See, I was going to say at the very beginning, the way that this chapter opens up definitely feels like TG Warp has been sold that bill of goods that it's up to individuals instead of fixing the terrible practices of corporations. Yes. I Clearly, we understand that corporations are bad news. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them, for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Slime was dripping off him, and chip bags were being blown around him as if they were in orbit. What, what, wait, sorry, like a, what was blowing around him? Ch- you know, chip bags. Oh, because once, gotcha. You know, why wouldn't it be? He seemed like a weak guy. Chip bags are growing. pollution, right? And chip bags are RA pollution. Yes, that is a pollution. That's a big pollution. But he was growing, and as he grew, his skin liquefied and his clothes dissolved. I looked around at the people on the streets, but any kind of reaction was absent from their faces. It was as if none of them even noticed this monstrosity that was now two stories tall and took up two lanes in the road. Do you get what I'm doing here? Oh, yeah, because everyone's turning a blind eye to pollution. Exactly. See, I'm I'm thinking. Honestly, that's more like (laughs) critical. That's more. Okay, what? That's more of a thematic choice than I'd expect a lot of teenagers to make in their writing. So, you know, don't sell yourself too short. Car- well, cars would just drive into him and dissolve completely oblivious to the gelatinous horror. Oh, no! I know, people are just oh, dying Oh, no! There. This is terrifying! Every car that drove into him just made him grow larger. I knew I couldn't just stand here and watch this happen. Hey, everyone, I yelled at the passersby. Look around you. Don't any of you see this abomination? A few people looked around, and their eyes grew wide as they laid upon the creature, as they laid upon the creature that would have made the blob look like a booger. <laughs> yes. Yeah! Yeah! Right then, the ooze monster started bubbling, and whenever a bubble popped, it would spray black smoke into the air around it. It was then that I noticed the pedestrians who had first seen the effects of pollution were now pointing it out to other people on the street, and a small crowd was gathering. (laughs) Hey, everyone, come look at that! Look at it! Look at it right now! (laughs) Oh, I was so ignorant. Suddenly, an electric car drove into pollution, causing it to shiver and shrink a little bit. (laughs) That's it, I thought. This thing's weakness is eco-friendly things. (laughs) 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 Yeah! It all makes sense! You were so loud, I could not hear a single reaction from you. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I called for everyone's attention. Hey! This monster will die if enough of us fight it together. (coughs) We just have to reduce our CO2 output. (laughs) To help people get the picture, I ran into a grocery store and grabbed as much organic food as I could. No, that's... No, that's... (laughs) I came back out into the sunlight and started throwing it at the beast. The fruit made him stop growing, and it looked like I might have gotten its attention because of ungelatinous tentacles sprouted out of its main body and started for me. I dodged behind one of the trees growing on the sidewalk and the limb got caught in the branches. The tentacle writhed in agony as it was turned into oxygen by the tree. Mm -hmm. Hey, Carter. (laughs) Not not for nothing, but... um... What? Is his uh is his frog powers gonna come into play at any point in this altercation? Aside from not getting Uzi in the doorway? One of the great one of the great conceits of TG Warp that I remember uh, is that so I had to I had to ask the class what the power would be and then they would tell me and it was never very useful so I would frequently not use it I would just write <laughs> <laughs> just I would just like I just go uh, okay I'll just I guess I I guess I have to outsmart the villain again amazing so no. I promise you okay. that will not... That is... Other than... Okay, so... Um, God, how long... In the in the 80s, there was this TV show called Sledgehammer about this tough rebel cop, like, kind of Dirty Harry style. And the big conceit of the show was that he was... He had this iconic gun that he called the Sledgehammer. It was, this like, this pistol that was kind of weirdly long and everything. But in every episode, he would use literally every other weapon that was at his disposal and never actually use the sledgehammer. So I, I feel like TG Warp is kind of harkening back to that style. Mm-hmm. Which I love. Exactly. So I did, I used my frog powers once to not be grossed out by touching slime. Yep, you did it. But then I did, I forgot to use my frog powers a different time when I could have gotten the police. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, I'm uh, (laughs) I'm dying, Scoop. (laughs) High school Carter knows that trees make oxygen, and that fights pollution. Yep. 
At this point, the small crowd had turned into a large one as more and more people became aware of the horror and how much evil it was causing. The crowd also seemed to be causing it to shrink even more. It was as if all it needed to die was just the attention of lots of people. The action against it could, be, could come later, but for now, all we needed to get rid of it was a few more people. After searching for a bit, we finally found those few more, and by just... <clears throat> Did it! Yep, and we're always searching for a bit. Here at the, <laughs> fa- here at the Fable, fellas. Getting if there's a bit, we'll find it. You're not supposed to laugh at your own jokes, It's but I can't stop. <laughs> it's not really my own jokes, though, is it? Yeah, it's, it's young Carter's jokes, and you're a yeah. different person. Exactly. It's the jokes of somebody I'd like to punch in the stomach. Yep, it's the jokes of Theseus. <laughs> for, right, for right now, all we needed... Oh, sorry. And by just having their eyes open to pollution, we caused it to shrink all the way down to a tiny blob no bigger than a golf ball. I walked over to the sad thing that had once been a huge problem. I'm about to give you a carbon footprint, I said, and brought my foot down oh, the end. Oh, dude! Dude! <laughs> That actually kind of rocks. I think that's a really good, like, superhero quip. Uh, in fact, Terrence has written here, excellent hero line. Mm-hmm. Terrence <laughs> and I are in agreement. This is the end. Uh, well, if you've enjoyed listening to the Fable Fellas, you can find <laughs> us on Spotify. That did take 26 minutes, so... I, I can't... I, you know what? I'm kind of unironically thinking that might have been our episode. Oh, that's that's brave. It has been. T- what do you want to do? Do you want to start a story? I don't know, man. I feel like there was never a full like go of the Z Fighter that ever like warranted its own episode. But that, mm. but we got to make sure we spend some time doing this the proper way. Let's talk about theme. Let's talk about writing. Let's talk about if it oh, stands right. the test of time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what do you think? What do you think the theme of the story is? I think the theme of the story is a good fifteen years out of date, <laughs> and that's not your fault. We had to learn the Dude. hard way. No, I I think I uh, th- it gives off an energy to me that I think yeah, like it, it was the heart's in the right place, and yet the um the responsibility and message is so small potatoes mm-hmm. i was telling i was telling um i think i was telling alex or maybe some people on chat about this that we have like a a, a picture book in our library going around right now and it's a picture book about global warming and pollution and stuff and the name of the book is old enough to save the planet mm. and i feel like there is a really <laughs> i feel very at odds with that title because it it seems to me that reading this book is putting a massive burden onto the shoulders of children. I mean, and I feel once like that's again, a lot of things these days. Like, there's a lot of expectations that, yeah, we need to teach the younger generation how to, you know, fight against pollution or, like, all these things that really this fight should have been concluded a long time ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, now we keep passing the buck on to the younger generation instead of actually taking responsibility for it. And I will say, I feel like there's a lot of things nowadays where people are starting to recognize that issue, like that um, ongoing discussion about flowers blooming in Antarctica and how people are using that as a rallying cry to say, no, the buck stops here. We are, you know, going to go after people who go after corporations and entities that are hurting the environment with gusto. But we're not going to fix the problem if we keep letting the younger generation inherit the problem. Well, and as and this in the same way, our generation growing up was taught that it, it seemed like we were being told that we could fix the problem. Like we had an insane amount of power to do that as 16 year olds. Mm hmm. And, like, before, like, just changing... I remember a project that we did for class one time was literally to just write to managers of large boxed grocery stores, encouraging them to change all their light bulbs to fluorescent. Oh, oh so that's where your thing about the light bulb came from. Right, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm having this memory now 
about it uh and actually that 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 brings me to another story that i don't think i've said on the show but I've, i think i've told before uh we took a class uh, american government is a class you have to take in high school just uh, i think anybody does um but at, at our high school we sort of you, you would generally you the american government class was themed in some specific way every every semester it would change to be about something else so you'd, you'd take one like on the government systems or we we had a class called bureaucracy which was essentially understanding how how things function and what why things take so much time to move through the bodies of government and one of the things that we were told to do for that class was to go and experience any kind of any kind of political anything essentially hmm. like go to even even if even to just go to a school board meeting and just kind of watch what happens get a feel for what you know you and you sit there and you know like wow and you and you start to learn nothing happens nothing happens at, a, at everything happens at a snail's pace for the first few minutes of of this meeting, people get up and they say how they feel, and it changes nothing. And almost it was like it was like it, if I could rename the class, I would call it "Get Jaded." <laughs> yeah, that is rough. A class about government in action, and that's way more thorough than uh, what I had. Though I had um, American world, sorry, uh, current American issues, and then current world issues, and those were taught back to back via semesters. And while I did feel like I kind of broadened my horizons about what's happening in the greater world it didn't really give me a lot of tools to actively you know combat any of the big issues happening and i wish right. and i wish it did i loved that class i felt like i learned a lot from that class but for someone that for the rest of his life constantly felt a sort of hopelessness when looking at those issues and recognizing those issues it would have been nice to be given a couple more tools you know mm-hmm I think, and and tools that while less less readily optionable, but like wider reaching. Like if there was a, if there was a, here's how you run for government class. Mm -hmm. I think that would have made a bigger impact than a change your light bulbs class. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so one of the one of the one of the political systems we attended was a uh, a what would you call it? a summit on an oil pipeline and and the counter protest going on in a different part of this hotel downtown and me and gavin went to scope it out and just just to sort of see what was going on mm -hmm. like we weren't going to necessarily participate so we were in the room with the counter protesters basically i think there was the sierra club and so you're in there with all these all these folks and they're explaining you know they, they're basically they're all preaching to the choir they're talking to themselves about how bad all of this is they're, they're making no statement or impact they're not protesting outside the window uh, outside the window of this meeting where these oil tycoons i guess i don't know like big wicks of mm -hmm. some variety and uh anyway we, we go we go there gavin and i are sitting there and the sierra club guy comes up to us and he says um hey do you two want to put on this two-person polar bear outfit we, <laughs> we, we have our guys who are gonna do this didn't haven't shown up and you don't seem like you're doing anything uh and we need we you know we need a little rally we need our our, our snowflake our polar bear mascot uh for snowflake for the, the polar bear huh yeah is um we need somebody to, to to hop on in there and just walk around and do a little, you know, do a little dance, greet, get photos. We're gonna walk him up and down the hallway. We're gonna have polar bears stare in through the window. We're gonna at the cover oil him big, with big oil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you got to stare? You got to stare at some oil tycoons through a window? Well, yeah, and you know how every. You know how people constantly are changing their mind when a massive uh, fluffy polar bear looks at them with big sad eyes through a window, right? When they're thinking about where they might want to. Hey, I'll tell you what. Their oil next. It would change. It would change my opinion on things, but I also don't feel like I'd be caught in that situation in the first place. Yeah. So well, and by caught design. we were because we we were like all we were all we were told to do is go and write about our experience there and what we observed happening and what we noticed first 
first and foremost, it's like Gavin and I were like, God, this is going to be really boring to write about because very little is happening. And then but I think when he came up to us and exactly, he offered us, he basically offered us our essay. Like, <laughs> he's like, what are we going to write about? Oh, I don't know. How about nothing about the government or bureaucracy or politics or global issues and just about how we got to <laughs> dance around in a polar bear outfit. Doesn't Nova have a policy in place where if you end up organically wearing a polar bear outfit as a result of your grade, you get an A for the entire year? You really ought to. <laughs> I do think as 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 potentially, you know, useful, useless, whatever it all was, I do look back on those classes that said that were basically the prompt of the class was go have an, a, a boring adventure in politics and thinking, man, if we had not done any of that, like we would have never ended up in the bizarre situation that we did where I was the butt end of Snowflake <laughs> the Polar Bear. Carter, you have lived such an interesting life. <laughs> I feel very privileged to know you sometimes. <laughs> well, all the time, I'll be honest. Oh, it was good stuff. What did you think about the writing quality of the story? Oh, of my story? Yeah. Uh, bad. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> now, can we divorce ourselves from a sense of cringe about our younger selves and recognize some good qualities? Um, I can divorce myself from the sense of cringe in this paper and pretend somebody else wrote it and still think it's terrible. Well, that's. <laughs> I will say this. Execution? Sure. A, lit, a little iffy, a little iffy, but if we're not counting the idea that individuals, it's their fault that po that pollution hasn't been dealt with, there are some really good superhero type ideas afloat here. I do like the potted plants concept. I do like that sometimes the powers are just not going to be used, and I really appreciate you sticking to your guns on that and not trying to shoehorn <laughs> some weird 11th hour deus ex machina to make the, of course the opposite of pollution is frogs that's how i beat him <laughs> and i thought that you really nailed it with your um big superhero one-liner right as you squished uh pollution man doesn't it just feel like i'm about to give you a carbon footprint was the very first line i wrote oh and then yeah I absolutely wrote the whole story in reverse mm -hmm. i really like the part where you where dg warp got off the bus and wasn't paying attention to whether or not the bad guy was getting off the bus and then had to chase the bus back down <laughs> I, i'm sure i felt very clever at the time <laughs> I think the line, this monster will die if enough of us fight it together, we just have to reduce our CO2 output, is so bad it comes back around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that one just goes straight from the... <laughs> like, falls off the bottom of terrible and lands on the pile of good. It's pretty good. <laughs> to help people get the picture, I ran into a grocery store and grabbed organic food. Yeah, you just pelted him with an organic melon. And it's like, I no! Mean, organic food, my one weakness! Which is littering. Like, <laughs> organic or not, if I if you throw a bunch of food around, you are littering. Yeah. You are continuing to litter. So really, TG Warp should have died on the spot after accidentally littering. But then he touched it's a tree and everything was okay. Touched a tree. The tree destroyed the tentacle. <laughs> Do you feel Just like you... Straight up Got it. So Go ahead. I know that you wrote enough about TG Warp to inevitably get to a point where he dies in the heat of battle. Do you feel yep. like you ever really got a good handle on him as a character? Because the TG Warp that I've seen today that lies to people because it's funny and reads a book on the bus and like, I'm not seeing a lot of crossover with the Carter Allen I know. So wh what was your uh, character notes for TG Warp? T.G. Warp, I've, I've, I've always considered to be a tragic figure. He's, uh, like, I think from the moment that... The, the, the couple of things I knew about T.G. Warp was that he had... Like, he, he, he was going to be a flash-in-the-pan superhero, and he kind of had to be. Because the, the moment we were told to create a nemesis, I was like, well, T.G. Warp will eventually have a power that is so, like, trash. His nemesis is just going to kill him. And <laughs> so, so you thought that Doctor Diviner would be waiting every day to see like what power it is, and as soon yeah, as he's got up. something that's real, just 
gutter water, then he would go in for the kill. I have in front of me the story of meeting Dr. Diviner that I've just found in the file. I haven't read it, but do we want want to make this a twofer? We, I think we already committed to this being a one-off, but that's what I want to do next. <laughs> that can be... It's called Discovering My Weakness by Carter Allen. That sounds like it could also be your college application essay. Discovering My Weakness. <laughs> the time I realized I had Girardia by Carter Allen. <laughs> Girardia sounds like fans of Gerard Butler. of like an affliction that affects them. Yeah, what's up, my Gerardias? <laughs> We're really on the boulevard of broken dreams today, my dudes. Fair enough. Well, well, then in that case... Wait, that, no, uh, that's Gerardia book... Way. Never mind. Is, is Gerard Way a person? Yeah, isn't that the... That's the that's the Green Day guy, right? Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure. Oh, nice. Good. Well, then great... Hold on. Great references. Hold on. Great hold on. Give me a second to look it Riley, up to make sure job. I'm not just making stuff up. Gerard Fantastic Way. reference. Yeah, Gerard Way is an American singer-songwriter. Oh, wait. My Chemical Romance. I'm full of... I'm full of it. Just... Oh, no. I was close. No, They're similar. <laughs> yes. No, 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 no. We both embarrassed ourselves in different ways today. The, the the slate is clean. Well, in addition to recommending Good Omens by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, a book indirectly far better than my own. Um, the book I want to recommend this week is another Stephen Graham Jones tale another another yarn by the master of horror himself the man with three names it's called mongrels and mongrels is a story about werewolves which is not a spoiler uh you get that from the back of the book Mm -hmm. and the front about and the front there's a big wolf on it big old wolf (laughs) on the front of the book you can draw the dot you can connect the dots (laughs) connect the dots what i really like about this one is it's a very what I would call an honest portrayal of a it's a gritty book about Americans uh, living living kind of on the road. It's a road trip story in a lot of ways, trying to survive, going from place to place, keeping their head above water, knowing all the time, kind of fighting with their werewolf, different members of the family, fighting with their werewolf instincts in different ways, uh, some embracing them more than others. But also very honestly, you know how like. I, I think as long as we never had, like, fast zombies, if there was, like, a Walking Dead-style zombie apocalypse, I don't think it would ever get off the ground simply because the zombies are too slow. Yeah, and we like, and we like, know better by now. We know what to do. <laughs> yeah. We we There was a good seven years of our pop culture that trained us so well for if there was a zombie apocalypse that we would be fine, as long as they're not fast. If they are fast, mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. One exactly. If they're fast, <laughs> that's a totally different ball game. But if they're slow, like we're gonna be able to deal with it. It's not gonna be that big of a deal. And what Stephen Graham Jones does is he does a similar thing with werewolves, saying, like, he you makes know, in this modern werewolves? era. Well, he says that werewolves are really not all that. Oh. Like, yes, silver kills them, but so many other things can kill a werewolf. But so does Gerardia. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> Giardia <laughs> could kill <laughs> you could uh a werewolf could eat some like some you know a werewolf in their in their massive hunger could eat some garbage and then when they turn back into a human they're not able to digest like the you know bits of plastic or metal that they've eaten and they you know they just kind of die from the inside or werewolf if you wear like nylon pants or stretch any kind of like stretchy fabric or material uh you won't burst out of it when you turn into a werewolf it will stretch with you but then when you become unwerewolf and you kind of shrink back the nylon mixes in with your like the hairs in your skin and you essentially die of infection oh like, no it, you can just get hit by a truck like there's all of these things that make it really not all that in a bag of chips to being a werewolf um it's that you know it's and it's kind of a it's a sad but hopeful hopeful road tale about this you know about this family of werewolves trying to get by so that's my recommendation is mongrels by stephen graham jones that sounds really neat i it was good it's also a quick read not very long that's good i bought that on impulse at the bookstore a couple months ago just because i saw Stephen graham jones's name on it so i will check that out sure you know he's got a book called flesh boy (laughs) i have heard of flesh boy yes (laughs) which i think is hilarious and i don't know i don't know what it's about i can guess do you think flesh (laughs) do you think there is a world in which tg warp has a young ward named flesh boy 
Oh, and that's um, just Robin. I want to clarify. It's Flush Boy, like you'd flush a toilet. Oh, it's Flush Boy. <laughs> Yeah. Flesh Boy makes a lot of sense when you think about horror writer when, Stephen Graham yeah. Jones. <laughs> seems like a story, seems like a good title for a book, Flesh Boy, yeah. the boy of the boy who does who has flesh. The, the things I've seen Stephen Graham Jones do and write about. <laughs> but also TG Warp and Flesh Boy also seems more on brand. TG Warp and Flesh Boy. There we did have to have a team up uh story where a couple of us other super, superhero soups got together and wrote a story together Ooh. i'm sure that that might be in this folder there's really not that many stories in this folder there's maybe like four or five but and you still ended with him <laughs> getting killed oh sure yeah you got it you know it was only it was a short semester i mean that was the story i said i set out to write you know you, i just had to i had to earn the journey you didn't want to leave it open-ended no exactly <laughs> well ju- and, and just in case i thought like there was a chance that Terrence was that another teach, hero like, in the superhero class two just in case <laughs> There was, oh, I'm trying to remember, there was the 8-Bit Crusader was another, <laughs> was another one, or no, it wasn't the, it was the Chiptunes Crusader. The Chiptunes Crusader was, was like a DJ musician style hero and his arch enemy was essentially a tidal wave of orchestral musicians. That's kind of neat. This is pretty cool because once again, it was a, it was a practice of, well, what's the opposite of a chiptune? It's probably a symphony orchestra. <laughs> I mean, not <laughs> y'all knew that not every super villain antagonist had to be the polar opposite of the hero, right? The opposite. Oh of, yeah. The opposite of bats. Tell that is... to reverse Flash. Okay, yes, in that situation, but the opposite of bats isn't clowns, Carter. No, but the op. No, no. I. I, I what's the opposite of scary? Not scary. Funny. Yeah, but Joker's not funny. He's Point a... made. I don't think the Joker's <laughs> very funny, and if I get killed by Harley Quinn by saying that, then so be it. Batman's whole shtick is that he's he's terrifying. He uses the darkness and fear against his enemies. He weaponizes it. What does the Joker do? He does the exact opposite. He weaponizes goofs and laughs to try and kill everybody and take over Gotham. Okay, so... It's, per- it's a perfect antithesis. Okay, then how is Black Manta the antithesis of Aquaman? I don't know what Black Manta is. He's a dude in a wetsuit and a big helmet <laughs> that tries to kill Aquaman because Aquaman killed his dad. Can can he talk to all the creatures of the air? Yeah. And make them do stuff? You make me so mad sometimes. I don't know what he does. Is he a, is he a fish guy? Is he also a water no, guy? No, he's, he's a human man. He's a human man whose dad was like a deep sea poacher and Aquaman's dad killed him for deep sea poaching. And Aquaman does not want to fight this dude at all. He's like, dude, come on. He's like, no, you killed my dad. And so I'm going to make your life a living hell for the rest of the time I'm around. You know, reverse flashes really shouldn't have been... The Flash is like super arch nemesis. It really should be Captain Cold because that makes you know because 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 he the heat speeding up atoms and cold slowing down atoms makes way more sense. But Captain Cold is such a useless villain because he's just like this guy can move faster than bullets, and Captain Cold just like a dude in a parka. Okay, two, who just like shoots it cold ray. Two things: I love Captain Cold because he's probably one of the more grounded of like the. Uh, DC villains out there. He's just he's just a dude that wants to rob banks and get rich. Number sure. two, the Reverse Flash is the ultimate hater in the DC universe. The list of stuff that he has done to antagonize the Flash over the years is just really, really out there. Hey, uh, name Flash. Okay, well, obviously the first one is that he traveled back in time to kill Barry Allen's mom, thus setting him on the path to become the Flash. That was a rough one. Rude. Uh, number two, um, at one point while they were fighting, he threatened Barry and he said he was going to travel back in time to the day after he killed his mom and disguise himself as a CPS worker and take Barry in and adopt him so that he would be raised by his arch nemesis, which is yeah, a little, a little out there. Similar to the premise of the TV show, though, getting, getting kind of raised and mentored by your... By, by the villain. Mm-hmm. A lot of what Reverse Flash does is just about, like, the mental games, because there's no one that he hates more than uh, than Barry Allen. 
number three, literally the only reason that he hates the Flash is because he loves the Flash so much and wants to basically encourage him to be the best version of himself he can be. In some uh, series in DC Comics, that's the case. In others, it's because he knew he could never measure up as the Flash's sidekick, and then he just kind of let the resentment curdle. That is. I feel like the only time that that trope works where it's like, I need to do all these horrible things to you so, so I can make you better is only really works if they know that something apocalyptically devastating is like on the horizon. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're the only one that can stop it. But first, I got to make sure you can run real, real fast. The only way I can do that is by killing your mom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What if every superhero is... Arch, enemy, arch nemesis was so poorly named as reverse flash there's like batman and then there's like un-batman that'd be rough there's like superman and less than superman and it's like that's just how they did it there's spider-man and like flycatcher Bat- spider-man and the flycatcher flycatcher's good what are other heroes it doesn't matter there's there was a point in dc comics that highlights how like the, fl- the reverse Flash is so absorbed in his hate for Barry that Flash's big magnum opus plan in the comics and how he was able to defeat the reverse Flash in that one is literally to throw him off guard by saying he forgives him for killing his mom. And, like, there's a whole thing where he just freezes entirely and Barry's able to, like, pull off this thing. But basically he's like, I forgive you. And then reverse Flash has a complete and utter meltdown because he says that. <laughs> you can't say that! You can't forgive me! You cannot! That's not, that's not my plan. <laughs> that's not my thing. Getting, getting forgiven is not going to help you stop the <laughs> upcoming apocalypse. No, that, uh, sorry, I should clarify. That's not a reverse Flash thing. That's like other Flash villain things. Like Zoom. Oh, I see. God, superheroes is, superheroes is, is fun. Superheroes is fun. Superheroes is very complicated, so but it is stuff. fun. Yeah. I like all the stuff they get up to in a superhero, uh, uh, in a superhero story. I'm never surprised though. At this point, it's all so wacky. I'm just like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. that's the appeal. Might as well be. Well, if you've enjoyed listening to the Fable Fellas and you want to hear more, you can listen to the previous uh, 32 episodes in reverse flash order. We are also available on Spotify and every other podcatcher available. Um, and it, I, I dare you to tell me that we're not. Yeah, we've really come back around from insisting we're not going to <laughs> go to the other ones, too. Now they're on everything. Yeah, and, and, and if we are not, I do actually legitimately dare you to tell me where we aren't so I can put us there. Please! Um, Assuming you have, like, my number because our podcast doesn't have an email address, which is something we should honestly address. Yeah, we should honestly email, email address that. We should email address that. Um, I've been Carter. I'm still Riley. And this is the Fable Fellas. Keep it vitty! Fable Fellas hopes you have enjoyed this program. Fable Fellas hopes you'll keep it vitty. <laughs>